0: Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. I am your host, Caleb Gordon. As always, I'm so excited that you're along for the ride this week. Um, This week is going to be a little bit different setup. Um, I I found an interview from a year or so ago where my son Austin interviewed my dad. It was actually for a school project. And it, it just asking him questions about, you know, what's most important in life and just some spiritual questions and I, I wanted to share that interview because I thought the interview this interview was really uh, insightful um, it's fun to have my son actually interview my dad and so um, I thought you guys might enjoy this interview and um, yeah this will be part one this will be a two-part segment uh, today we're gonna do we're gonna split up today's show into a two small, mini segments so this is gonna be part one. So, without further ado, here is the conversation between my son Austin and my dad Ed Gordon. So, this
1: is with Edgar Gordon. Say hi, Ed. Hello. Uh, so I'm gonna ask you some questions. Is that okay?
2: Why? Well, sure, it is.
1: All right. These questions are all on uh,
2: worldview. Just to uh, let you know. Can I advertise it, Austin? Is my grandson? Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, does God exist? Yes. What is he like and how do you know?
2: What is he like? Well, he is like his son. If you want to know what God is like, you only have to look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, the Lord Jesus, was the full embodiment of God himself. So when you... When you talk to Jesus, when you follow Jesus, when you watched him, you were watching what God, who God is, and what God is like. All right. What is
1: real? Is reality merely matter, an illusion, some combination, or something else?
2: Well, Paul, the Apostle Paul, addressed this particular question, and what we see what we see is only temporary. That's just what our lives are only temporary. The car you drive is temporary. The house you live in is temporary. And the world that we live in was created by God, and he created it for a specific purpose, and that was to have people live on it. And the reality is is that God brings reality to all things. And if in relationship, in time, in space, uh, God brings reality to all these things that we as human beings ponder. Um, um, It's interesting that how things are created in threes that In time, there's past, present, and future. Um, In space, there's height, width, and depth. And in humanity, as human beings, we're made in His image, and we're made of body, soul, and spirit. Uh, All things, as we look around creation, are made in threes. And that's the reality of our world. God made it.
1: All right. What is the origin of life and the universe?
2: Oh, well, the great mystery of history. <laughs> and we are trying to get to Mars in the worst way to try and explore it, and they're gonna find a um, an interesting planet uh, that um, is composed of material much like Earth is. Uh, m- the moon, uh, when they just, they landed on the moon, it, is, it made a material much like the Earth. And then they discovered, they said, well, it's because at one time the Earth clashed with a big rock, gouged out the moon, and created it. And therefore, it's like, it's like the Earth. Well, they're going to find that it's much the same, when whether they go to a gaseous giant, or Mercury, or Mars. Creation was made by God. It was made by God. Is made by Him, and for Him. Um, the, the mysteries of space and time and God is set before man, as, and as man tries to probe these things, the, the closer they get to discovering what those things are, they'll discover the closer they are to finding out who God is, because he made these things uh, by his own hand, everything. And they made by him, for him, And they consist by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. All
1: right. Are human beings special? Yes or no?
2: I like to think I'm special. (laughs) In fact, that ain't a division in school after me. Special Ed. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, every human being is special. Every last one of us. Uh, and we're special in creation. We're spe- special in our operation as we live on planet Earth. We have to live by certain laws or we can't live here. That is, there, God has made us uh, to abide by certain creative laws, and we live in those laws. What was the question?
1: <laughs> Are human beings special?
2: Oh, my gosh, how could I forget that? (laughs) I think that's probably the answer is that we're trying to forget that. But, yes, we are special, individual, unique. There's only one set of fingerprints in this world that belong to Austin. Austin. You're not going to find another set. He's got them. They're unique to him. His life is unique. The differences that he makes, even in one one other man or woman, boy or girl, the difference that he makes in helping someone else or being a part of someone else's life. uh, What is the worth of that? If Austin sets about to rescue me, What's that worth to me? And why do we spend so much time and money and education to rescue people, to set them straight, to put them on a path not of ignorance and hate, but rather a path of freedom uh, and respect. I almost use the word love, but that might not be legal now. But we're to love each other, let me be clear about that.
1: All right, Are we basically good, basically bad, or something else? Like, in the Bible, what does it say we are?
2: <clears throat> well, I, I, Scripture says there is none good, no, not one. And that should be the answer to it. There should be, God said it, you know, used to, I haven't seen one in a long time, there was a, sticker on the back of cars that says God settles it Uh, God says it I believe it that settles it for me well I think we could remove a step from that anyway God says it and that settles it what God says is truth and this is where some of these questions in your life you have to sit down and determine what is your guide for life? And I think that's where it sounds like some of these questions are coming from. What, what, what is it that determines your values? Uh, what is it that elevates, you, you asked the question about humanity, are, are we special in creation? Yes. But where does that sp- sp- speciality come from? God gives that. And He creates us in that special way as only God can. All
1: right. Last question. What is right and what is wrong and how do we know?
2: Well, God has set about to teach us what is right and what is wrong through His Word. And we go specifically to the Ten Commandments. And try as you might, you can't Add an eleventh. The Ten Commandments cover our relationship. The commandments, the first commandments determine our relationship with God. And then the post commandments in those Ten Commandments, the last six deal with man's relationship with man. Uh, So it tells us how we're to relate to God. And four commandments. And then in the last six, it tells us how we relate to human beings. And we are to love God with all of our hearts, all of our bodies, all of our soul, all of our strength. And then it says the second commandment that God gives. This was said by the Lord Jesus. The second commandment is likened to the first. You're to love your neighbor as yourself. So in respect in the Ten Commandments, it says who is, how are we to relate to our, our mother and father? It says we're to give them great respect. And that, of course, would redound down to how we treat others. Because how you treat your mother and father is the warp and woof and the fabric of our society. If you can't respect the people you live with, if you can't love the people you live with, then how are you going to love somebody you don't know? So God commands that the greatest command is that we love. And the source of all love is God himself through his son, the Lord Jesus. Austin, thank you for allowing me to spend these few minutes to be interviewed. I consider it a privilege. You're welcome. And thank, thank you, you
1: for thank you for uh, get, letting me interview you. You bet. All right.
0: Well, that was a fun interview with my son and my dad. I, I hope that that really encouraged you, and, and just I love that they talked about worldview because because worldview matters. How we view Jesus, what we view, what we think about Jesus matters. So I just I really. Love that conversation. Well, I want to take a small break here in the middle of this radio program, and I just want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee. If you guys have not experienced Outpost Coffee, like their coffee is the best coffee in northeastern Oklahoma. Um, I would encourage you to check out their their selections online. You can order their coffee, and they'll ship it to you. You go to Outpost Coffee Co. Dot .com you can you can make your order there and they'll deliver it directly to you. So thank you guys so much at outpost coffee for your support and amazing caffeinated beverages. So this last couple weeks my other son has gone every Saturday morning to a Planned Parenthood, and they have gone to pray and plead with mothers to um, choose life rather than choosing murder. And so what I want to do is I'm going to have a conversation with just a few minutes with my other son about his experiences that he has had at the Planned Parenthood centers and um, uh, just a conversation with him about the things that he's experienced there. Hmm. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program and Podcast, Gabe. Um, so this last, or a couple weeks ago, you went down to the abortion clinic that's in Tulsa, and you did some protesting. Uh, it wasn't anything violent. It was it was a peaceful, prayerful uh, protest, and you, you you pleaded with the moms not to kill their babies. Um, so I, I guess I want to start with, how, how did you get involved with this organization or with this group of people because you went down with a a certain like a friend of yours right yes so tell me about how you got involved
3: so i have a friend who works at chick-fil-a and she goes down there every saturday every saturday most saturday mornings and so she texts me um throughout the week and like on a wednesday i think and she asked me if i would like to come down with her one morning and so i accepted and yeah that's how i got involved
0: Okay. So, when you got down there, what like what were your expectations? Like before prior to getting there, what was really your
3: expectations with this To be honest, I really didn't know what I was going what I was expecting. I was I was expecting it to be um quiet and peaceful, and I knew there would be uh, clinic escorts outside and I expected them to be nice and polite. And um I expected like so where this is at I thought it would have been like in a somehow a nicer building nicer looking place but it was not what I was expecting at all
0: so um so when you got there was it peaceful was there I mean when you say you expected it to be peaceful so I'm assuming it was not peaceful
3: how how was it not peaceful well we protesters, we Christian protesters outside, we're very peaceful. It is the clinic escorts who are not peaceful. Well, how do you, I mean? When you say all. you're peaceful, are you guys
0: yelling and screaming at the moms? Absolutely not. Are you, I mean, what are you doing when you're down there?
3: So, what we do is we pretty much we stand outside the clinic, and when a mother pulls up and gets out of the car, we just we give out. Shouts of like like what's what's something you say to the mom as, as, um, they, as they get out, please don't kill your baby or your baby wants to live, or okay. they all they care for is your money and which we'll get in that into that here in a second, but they or um you don't want innocent blood in your hands,
0: yeah. And and let me just say up front, I believe and I know my family believes abortion is murder. Um, Scientifically, it is proven that um, life begins at conception. The moment that sperm and egg meet is the moment that life is sparked. Uh, God created it that way and that's the way it is. Um, So yeah, we do believe that that abortion is murder. So um, were you... How did the escorts treat the the people that were protesting against?
3: Well, so there are there is one escort, and I'm not going to say her name, but she is very rude to us, and she calls us names. Calls us. Uh, she called me sad and pitiful, and um, she calls other people some very not. You can't good say name. them on the radio. I can't, yeah, I can't say them on the radio. You can't say
0: these words on the radio.
3: But uh, then there is another. There's another guy. I'm not going to say his name either. But he he's a nice guy, and um, he actually he was he's the only escort that comes over, and he would talk to us and have conversations, and be he was peaceful. He wasn't yelling or screaming. He would just talk. But there are two escorts that are. But the older one is way. Meaner, I guess you could say, than than the the other, and then the younger one, than the others. There were this past Saturday, I think there were four to four or five escorts. Okay, so uh, what I
0: mean? How can I mean? Do you think people should get involved? And and do you think? Let me let me rephrase that. Do you think Christians should get involved with going to? Um, abortion clinics.
3: Absolutely. <clears throat> Why? This, so, um, to tell you how really serious the uh, this is, um, two Saturdays ago, my first Saturday there, um, the, one of the escorts, we believe, or the clinic itself, rented two 26-foot long U-Haul trucks and parked them out in front of the clinic where we could not be seen by the mothers getting out of the cars at all. And So why do you think they, they did that? To because they to keep the mothers from making a the right choice in essence. They they claim they're at the clinic these escorts, clinic escorts. They claim that they are giving them a choice. But I can tell you that their choices—they're they're not letting them choose to keep the baby or murder the baby. Their their choices are for the mothers are surgical or the pill. These so for anyway, for instance, there was a car that was up the street from the clinic, and the car stopped in the middle of the street to talk to one of the protesters because because of the U Hauls we lined out across, up of the road. For um, because of what they were doing with the U-Hauls, so just we just blocking you yeah, from being able to get there. Yeah. So we were up the road trying to get people <clears throat> as they were coming down to the clinic, and so um, this couple pulls up and they stop and start talking. And one of the escorts leaves the parking lot of the clinic and runs up the street and like starts leaning into the car and saying like. Come on! Don't listen to the to them. They they pretty much don't know what they're talking about. Let's just come on. Let's go to the clinic. Let's go. And then another instance. Um, what our one of the our fellow protesters uh, was leaving for the day, and uh, someone had forgotten her purse. Another protester forgot her purse in the car, and she pulled up and was handing the purse to um, one of the other protest uh, the protester that forgot her purse in her car, and. Uh, one of the escorts came out screaming, running uh, down the driveway, screaming, don't listen to them, don't listen to them, come on, come on, let's go, don't listen to them, they don't know what they're talking about. So she wasn't even there for an abortion, it, she was a protester. Nope. Uh. And she figured that out, and she was very, very embarrassed. So about, with the 26 foot long U-Hauls, we decided to conquer that problem by bringing ladders and. Uh, standing these ladders up and a protester would get up on top and uh, talk to the um, mothers with a uh, cone and because of that the police officers were called out to the clinic and he was written a citation for disturbing the peace but it's um, how do I put this without being mean? Uh, very, very hearsay, I guess. It wasn't. They could say and do whatever they wanted, pretty much, because they've been. They apparently they've been out there for years with cones, uh, talking like that, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they we bring ladders, stand up on top of the ladders, overlooking the U Hauls, talking to the mothers and they decided to call the cops and a young man was written a citation. So a guy
0: using just a cone, speaking through a cone, got a, a noise ordinance or a disturbing the peace ticket. Yep. Guys, okay. So we're, we're coming down to the end of this thing and I just I want you guys to understand that, that what's taking place, there is a war that is taking place. Uh, millions of human beings are killed every year uh, by this thing called abortion. And we, as the church are silent on this for the most part. We don't talk about it because we don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but it's time for us to stand up for those that do not have a voice. And we need to make a declaration that we no longer will handle. will no longer stand by. Uh, I am going um, very soon to go down there and, and, and be a part of this and plead for the lives of these children as well, because I think every Christian should be a part of this on some level. So I just want to encourage you guys this week. to to, It's time for the church to be the salt and light. Uh, Jesus said that you are the salt of the earth. You're the light of the world. Uh, This is what we're called to be. As Christ's hands and feet in this place, we're called to be uh, salt and light. So it's time for us to do what salt and light does. Salt preserves good and, and the light dispels darkness. And that is what we're given in the scriptures as a mandate to do. So my, my challenge to us as Christians is to follow through and to actually be salt and be light. So let's go get them this week. Thanks, Gabe, for coming in and sharing your story with us. No problem. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of the Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.